Why didn't you do it already, motherfucker? Yeah, Good we evening, everybody. Oh, fuck you. This is Feudal Gripes, <laughs> the podcast that's both feudal and full of fucking gripes. Gripes my ass. Maybe against you. Gripes your ass or wipes your ass. You wish. Gripe me all night. My pieces are my own. Oh, that sounds really sexy. <laughs> I know. So, gentlemen... What's on your mind this evening? Don't you mean? Well, yeah, right. It does poop inward. Shit. What were we talking about? Oh yeah, Tiberium Sun and Kane and Red Alert and Stalin. Michael fucking Ironside. Michael Ironside. We were. Why do you even care about that guy? I just recognized his face. Oh yeah. Like you said, like I mentioned, like Command and Conquer and bald people and shit, and you see. Yes. Like I started geeking out and going all Yeah, I started going all pissed off. I, I, I remember this face. Hold on. Beepity boopity boopity boop. <laughs> well, we were talking about Command and Conquer and Red Alert came up. The original, yeah. And, I mean, isn't that kind of unfair? Einstein goes back, he kills Hitler, so then because because of that, Stalin starts trying to take over everything. I don't think he would have tried. I think he would have just kept to his own and fucking dominated the hell out of them. Especially after World War II, they were so fucking exhausted after that war. They threw so everything at that fucking. I war. think they would. There would have been some bloodlust there, because they had to really step their game up. They had to really mobilize. They had to take a lot of losses before they could retract and start to retaliate. Yeah. So right as they're catching their stride, it's over. There's going to be some of them that want to keep going. But they wouldn't have, I don't think. No, Stalin would have taken that that money and that power, that might, that energy, and he would have uh, he would have turned it all inward. He would have used it to build communism in one country. Well, the thing is, if he just killed Hitler right from the start, none of that fucking animosity would have been built up. That war machine would have never had to get off the ground in the so, first place. So, a so lot because of people, of that, the, the communists would have been very docile. A lot of people give Stalin shit because he signed that non-aggression uh, pact with uh, Hitler. Hitler, yeah. of course he did. Yes, Duh. yeah, who wouldn't have? Devil done that Chamberlain at that point. tried to do the same thing with appeasement, except like ten times worse. To do it over and over again. In fact, uh, so here's the thing. <clears throat> oh. So like in 1930 or 1939, Stalin actually suggested to Great Britain and uh, some other country, I can't remember yes. which, that they form an alliance. And he was rebuffed by Neville Chamberlain. 
And okay. so he, the next thing he did was try well, to negotiate in, the Bob Ribbentrop non-aggression pact. How long did the Allies ignore the atrocities that Hitler was committing before they started to do something? Because they were fucking afraid of going to war with uh, Germany. How many Jews did we turn away? Yeah. Like, okay, they are always saying, like, oh, yeah, we told them we could, they could only make this many tanks and battleships of this size, and they're violating this, and they're violating that. But surely they don't want to go to war. doesn't matter. You set rules. They broke the rules. If we're really all on the same page, you should be able to agree on that. So, they should have done something about it, but they didn't. They just let Hitler just do whatever he wanted. Yeah. So just then, precisely. he got to attack with impunity. And when he did, Poland, they, France. not only had they not put sanctions on him of any sort, or tried to step in and stop him, but they even didn't build up their own militaries in response. Yeah. So what happened? Poland was conquered in like five fucking seconds, and France was conquered in about 15 seconds. You shouldn't have been able to do that. Which is precise. France had more tanks, more planes, more soldiers. If France would have had their fucking heads on even halfway straight, they would have stopped them up and they would have been fine. Instead, they had Dunkirk, where like fucking half a million of them had to run to Britain. Which is precisely. Hitler got where he got because everyone was a giant pussy who just thought, no, there's no way they would try it again. Even though we fucking put gigantic reparations on them and crippled their economy. They they wouldn't. Which which focuses more, which goes to basically point out the super anti communist propaganda if they're going to focus on Stalin signing the peace or the no aggression pact. Yeah, pretty everything that was done with every other country, maybe not on paper, but there was a non-aggression pact informally, and in that they didn't fucking Stalin do anything. Had they to were, do a non-aggression yeah. pact because Stalin knew. Well, especially Russia, at that time, he Russia, wasn't powerful enough to take mm-hmm. on Hitler. Russia like, was not mobilized. Yeah, exactly. Which is more. Which is so. It's France true. Couldn't say that. It's true that France was under-mobilized. But Russia, at that stage, was even less mobilized. Yeah, they 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 hadn't built all those fucking tanks that saved the rest. Russia at that was time. able to survive because they were attacked second. Mm-hmm. Very true. And also because the Germans, once again, they made the mistake like the French did before, weren't prepared to invade fucking Russia. Like right. their their machines were breaking down because the the wasn't it like the oil was gumming up because it was too fucking cold. They right. couldn't keep the it running hot enough. That's the thing with diesel engines, guys. You got to keep that shit hot. They like didn't have enough, they didn't have the right fucking. They didn't even have the blankets for the soldiers. You're yeah, right. they were not well equipped. That's definitely a problem. And the thing is, too, Stalin's strategy was continuously wrong. When, when Stalin. Once the, the Germans stopped expanding and it was Stalin's turn to start retaliating, he kept always going for, like, complete encirclement. Like, it was like, all right, Stalin, what do we do? A small victory, pretty pretty likely, or a giant victory, not so likely. Stalin would say, giant victory, not so likely, and then it would fail. So they kept always trying to push, always trying to push. And that's why it took them so well, long. Even the, the Germans stopped, they well, were done, there was nothing knew. left. He knew his number one resource was manpower. Stalin kept fucking it up. If he would have just taken the small victories, he would have been fine. That's one of his mistakes, though, is because because they had the numbers, he felt like he could fucking do that. And he just fucking used his his people as cannon fodder. I feel like my man... Didn't even give them all fucking rifles. I don't think you're giving my man Joey Steele enough credit here, so I'm fact-checking this. Um, I'm looking up Stalin... Military strategy. 
World War II because I gotta stand for my Stalin. I gotta I gotta stand with my Joseph homeboy. Stealing. So let's look here. Let me uh Okay. Put this in the you background. know where Stalingrad is. I'll bring is. up a nice objectivist, Iran supporter. Do you know where Stalingrad is? What's it called today? I forget which exact city it's. Uh, is that Nizhny Novgorod or what? The Germans one? took, and the Germans took, and the Germans took, and then finally, it sort of, kind of, half-ass st staled is Stalingrad because the Russians held out and held out and held out, and they, fr they kept fighting from the inside. And so after like 8,000 fucking years, finally, the Russians had something that they could muster so far deep into their own her territory that they surrounded the Germans and blindsided them and took Stalingrad back after like several months of Stalingrad individuals and civilians holding out. Here, can and you guys then, read that? What? Can you what guys read that? I'm just asking. No. Uh, I okay, can I'll, barely, and I, I have uh, perfect vision. So here, let me to, make it even bigger. So, how about that? No. The red. You want me to read it? Red. No, I'm just asking if you can. I, I can. cannot. Okay, I will. I will fix it. Continue, Steve. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So, the Russians are totally fucking obliterated. The Germans totally blindsided them, right? <clears throat> From that point forward, it should have been all back. And what happened was, the Russians would try would break through the Germans' lines, and they would break through, and they would just keep going and going and going way the fuck out, and then try to carve off like insanely huge chunks, and just try to cut off German, huge portions of Germans with tiny, tiny forces, and it would fail every fucking time. And then stop, and then Stalin would get involved in these decisions, and he would say, "Yep, keep trying to go for the bigger bites." And it would keep not working. So even after the Russians should have had the advantage, it took them like another fucking year after Stalingrad to really do anything. Even though they had way superior numbers. Way okay. more tanks, way more planes. Especially fucking tanks. The yeah, Russian boy. tanks were amazingly well designed. Not that well made, but they had so fucking many of them it didn't matter. I want... Well, it's you could, you could say the same error. thing about their people in a way too. They had so fucking many of them that they were able to just throw at whatever and waste their fucking. Well, that's you know, the way they had to do it because yeah. they, they just were not on the same level technologically as the rest of the world, especially Americans. So because of that, they had to sacrifice more people because they just weren't technologically up there yet. So where they sacrificed was they had great designs, but like inferior components. So wait, was he a terrible leader or a great leader when it comes to like military achievements? During he was World okay. War II? He was okay. Uh, well, you said he was shit. No, no, no. Now you're saying no, he was I'm saying production-wise, he was amazing. But did, but did, he, did he make good use of the tools at his Strategically, disposal? in war, He no. could have been a lot better. Production-wise, yes. Okay, in, in war, what would you have done differently, of course, with 2020 hindsight? We already said he would go for the smaller victories. Right, right. Instead of but the, which smaller victories? He became victories. too overconfident. So, what, okay. what is an example? Give okay, me a concrete okay. example. Like I said, after Stalingrad, I can't tell you exact dates or exact fucking battle names, but right after Stalingrad, that's when Russia had the, Russia had the advantage. And they, so they broke the German lines immediately, and they started trying to do major encirclements. With yeah. small units. So, like, okay, if 10 tanks break the German line, how far, how many square miles can they encircle realistically? 10 tanks. Because they try to take like 500 square miles, okay, 
yeah, you can try to do that and bust through the line on the other side, but as soon as anyone else tries to go in, the other fucking 45 tanks from the other side are just going to see them and kill them immediately. So you can't take it until you've de sufficiently defeated or, over or, or overwhelmed. Take or defend? What are take. we talking about? Take. Take. What's take. Land. That's what it means cities. in the battle. Okay. Which cities? What did he take? I don't know. I couldn't tell you the cities. Look it up. It's, it's commonly agreed upon doctrine. Doctrine? Whatever you want to call it, he tr he went for too much, and that's why. In but what all, did he go for? He in, wasn't the aggressor. In all of the initial conflicts, Stalin lost. Russia lost, even after Stalingrad, and didn't gain anything, because... Every I mean, time Stalingrad's concerned like Every the time they would break the line, they'd end up being beaten back. And the only reason you get beaten back after breaking the line is because you went for too much. I have to piss. But wasn't the Soviet Union the one being invaded? Yeah. But when you're taking back to your own land, you still have to be smart. Yeah, you see, he, well, he specifically... Okay, taking he, back. That's different than taking. That's why I was confused. Well, that's... It's e no, semantics. No, it's not. No, like, it's, it's very important semantics, though. Because but taking no, land you, implies that you're, like, conquering other countries yeah, as opposed no, to defending it, your yeah, own. Yeah, but we were talking about, like... We were there's already, a difference we between, already talking about the situation there's which a difference Germany between had being, already invaded. No, there's a difference the between being Union. overzealous in terms of invading foreign countries yes, like Hitler was I, yeah, and in terms know, of using your resources yeah, to defend he, your but own. But in the context of what we were talking about, we were talking about the Nazis already being in Russia. That's that. That was the context okay. in which we were talking. I just want to clarify we that for the viewers. That, I'm just clarifying that, that Russia for the viewers. was fucking. We everyone deserves like, full context. What, what, what he was saying before is before that. <laughs> How's your like, hand doing that? <laughs> well, it, Steve's gone, so that's why it's it's passing oh. through him. And <laughs> but uh, any, anyways, so. Yeah, no, he was talking about, like, there being small resistance, resistance and them throwing little fucking specks at him and continuously dying and dying and until they were able to garner enough forces to where they were so deep in the Russian well, territory don't get that they were able to so much them. Though. Don't get stolen so much He didn't just throw them. They were human beings. They had to go do it. And yes, you can say that the Soviet Union had a draft just like America did. We even executed someone for refusing to serve in World War II. And that would be a fair point, but those Soviet soldiers, for the most part, were very willing because they were defending their homeland. They were mostly very patriotic and, and very proud of the Soviet Union, and um, I think that uh, they were more than willing. Yeah, but that's just that's just fucking basic nationalism too. You have that anywhere, like any any fucking. Well, especially in Russia. Yeah, in all any, ages. any idiot's gonna be. You have, you have that here in the United States. You you had people here in the United States, like, volunteering to go fucking fight ISIS. Like, civilians. Like, that's oh, a good thing. Like, fuck well, ISIS. I'm gonna go fight ISIS. Yeah, but I'm just oh, saying... That's one oh. thing that every country should agree oh. on, is fuck oh. ISIS. Yeah, but it's just, it's fucking stupid. Obama didn't say fuck ISIS, he's the one that funded him. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> did. You yeah, know, we've never done that before. We didn't fuck fund the Obama. Taliban either, right? Fuck Obama. But is there actual evidence that he funded fucking ISIS? ISIS got funds from the United States under his under his time. How? I don't know. How did the Taliban get it? Uh, well, I thought we gave it straight to them, like the Mujahideen or whatever. Okay, well then I guess that's what we did to fucking ISIS. Let's find out.
I'm kind of curious because I never heard that Obama directly funded ISIS. Yeah, I've never heard that either. I know. Like, what is it? Some sort of like Iran Contra shit or what? I'm not saying it's unlikely. I mean, I, mean, he, I would he believe def- it. He definitely it, you know, did uh, drone bomb innocent civilians, so, you know. I don't like the salacious Muslim angle necessarily, but that doesn't mean that uh, in terms of general foreign policy, it's not true. I don't remember now. Well, it. We did, I mean, there was they, fast they, and they furious. Did, so. they, did, they did fund rebels in Syria. I know that. Because the big thing in Syria was like the Russians were funding one side and we were funding another. And it was Assad. Yeah. We didn't like Assad, so we funded the people that didn't like and it. And it was really fucking stupid of us to topple Assad. Like, you know, in some, in some tanky circles that I uh, frequent, I, I literally saw a woman say, You're damn right, I love the Lion of Damascus. And that literally made me want to vomit. Like, literally loving Bashar al-Assad. But you would have to be a fool to deny the fact that he was basically free ISIS prevention insurance. Well, that, it's the, it was the same thing with Saddam Hussein. Exactly. We killed him and we, we made the entire region worse. Like, yeah, he was a terrible person, but by taking him out of power, left a vacuum, and it's created all the yeah, modern problems we exactly. face right now. Literally, the world... Well, the British Empire created this, all the problems. The world, that, that region of the of the world would be better off if Saddam Hussein was still in power right now. All we had to do was go to Saddam and say, hey, we have like $5 billion we want to give you for public health campaigns and industry campaigns and fact, new factories. Here you go, Saddam. Distribute it to people. Make all this new cool shit. Hell, we could have even done something real but, ingenious. But no. Like, hey, what if we provided him alternative people than the Kurds to test his gases on. But 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 then but then Dick Cheney wouldn't have been able to make big bucks off him and his wife and wouldn't have been able to make big bucks off fucking Halliburton right. and George Jr. wouldn't have been able to finish what Daddy started and and all the and literally like how many people in George Jr.'s administration were a part of his father's administration? It was Most like John Ashcroft, Cheney, fucking Carl Rove like you mean, I don't, was Carl right. Rove part of all Bush's, the head honchos? Yeah, they were yeah. all a part of his father's father or Reagan's administration. Carl Rove Bush Senior. His daddy ran the CIA. Rove was his chief of staff. I remember that. And and Ashcroft was the attorney general, and Cheney was obviously vice president. What? Even what wasn't like Colin Powell even involved? That was Secretary of Defense. I don't know what he did before. I know he's a general. He may, uh, maybe he. I don't no, know if he Carl. Was Carl Rove is pure W. He he wasn't involved with Daddy. Yeah, he was. He guy. was. He was involved with. The, oh no, he was. Yeah, okay. he was. In, he was involved with the Republican but look, Party before that. Look, I it turns out, it, it he was first involved with George W. Back in the seventies when he ran against uh, Kent Nance. Yeah. Which is in the movie W. But then more fucked up at he took place in George H.W. Bush's presidential campaign and shit, and then went back to W. So he's been involved with the whole family. Yeah. But interestingly enough, he started with W and then moved to Daddy. First person hire. First person hire. Look at that shit. First person. Where at? Right there. Helped become governor a second time. Oh, up there. Okay. Yeah, so it was first been hired by George Sr. for his unsuccessful 18, 1980. 
and Bush Vice President Shalomani. Yeah. Yeah, so I knew I knew they were all connected with Reagan and, and uh, George Sr. Yeah, well, George W. in this case. Yeah. Oddly enough, W. is the, uh, is the, uh, fucking liaison, the, the, uh, nexus point in this little, uh, web of deceit and debauchery. It's funny we come back around to the bushes, though, when we were talking about, uh, earlier businesses that, American businesses that did, a that did, a business with the Nazis, and then we come back to the bushes, which... If you go back just a couple generations past old Herbert Walker, whose biz whose family business did business with the Nazis. Yes indeed. Oh my god. It's pretty insane how how close this country really came at many points to uh allying with the Nazis instead of with, like, the Soviet Union and well, Great Britain and, and the rest of the allies. Like I, I mentioned briefly, very briefly, because we're on, like, a topic and we're just going through shit, but I mentioned briefly before FDR almost got overthrown by uh, fucking corporations because of the him being sponsored by the workers' movement and unions and whatnot. There was almost a literal coup, and the yeah. only thing that stopped it was... That one of the head honchos of the movement that was trying to overthrow him contacted a general to to work with them, and they didn't know some fucking how didn't know that he was good friends with FDR, and that general ratted them out. Yeah. But but, at the, but then at the same time, nothing con like nothing consequential happened to those companies afterwards. Like nothing happened to them. Right. Even though they were, like, about to commit literal fucking treason. Well, that's like, because FDR, being the social liberal that he was, well, yeah, he just was, sort of he was let them go. Yeah, he was... Exactly. Be, he was... Even though and he that was, was for the better. Yeah. No, it wasn't. He well, should have fucking brought the people killed, out. and that was for the worse. No, well, for one he, thing, that's an apples and oranges comparison, because the, the context and material conditions of the Soviet Union and the USA at that time are just two different worlds entirely. The USSR was still so far behind us in so many important ways, just as a consequence of their history and, you know, of their state of being, that it's, a, it's sort of an apples and oranges thing. That would be like comparing, like, Civil War era US, you know, like, so be a little more fair. We had more room for luxury, well, you, more room for you, finesse, you could, more capital you could accrued. All, you could also but it's all relative. Soviets That's like my point. So if the Soviets felt like they weren't getting a fair deal, that's because of what they uh, what they saw around them. Fair deal how? I don't know. That's what causes rebellion, though. That's what causes crime, is people who don't feel like they're getting I, a fair I deal. Think he crime? I think he yeah, should Yeah, crime. Well, what crime? Any crime. But crime what crime are we talking about? by aggressive people trying to get what they want Okay, but where's the crime? What crime are you talking about? You're the one saying that Stalin was justified in killing way more people. So well, you're the one because saying it was, that it was worse. It was yeah. There wasn't a crime. Exactly. He didn't commit a crime legally. He didn't. But he felt like a lot of other people were committing crimes that were worthy of grave punishment. Legally, they were. Right. Based on his definition of what was legal. Based so, on the Soviet government's definition of what was legal. He didn't just his, unilaterally decide that. You were the one that said it was worse, so they had to be worse. Yes, they had to be worse, not just him. He didn't just come in and say, Stalin make rule, 
You die now. Go to Gulag. It wasn't that simple. Who said that? Who said what? You're the one arguing it. I don't know who you're arguing Well, that's against. just how you're making it sound. I don't know what your point is. My point is simply that you're accusing him of all these crimes what or whatever. What crimes did I accuse him of? You just said crimes is what causes crimes. I asked what oh crimes, and you mentioned Stalin. I brought what that up crimes? after we got on this. What crimes are you I talking about? I brought that up after we got on this. But what crimes were you talking about specifically? I don't understand what you mean. What causes crime? Are you saying the Soviet Union had more crime than America or something? Like, I don't understand what your point you're making is. How is this hard to understand? Okay, your whole point was Soviet Russia was less developed and therefore needed a stronger government to regulate the people because of their shittier conditions. Yes. So therefore, there would be more crime. There was not more crime. There, there was less have, crime. You needed more police to deal with more people that were rebelling. Well, okay, in okay, okay. In that sense, there was more crime. Yes. By thought, by the legal crime. definition of the yeah, Soviet the, Union, there was more crime. Right. Although it wasn't just crime. It's not just crime per se. Yeah, they were preempting it. They yes. expanded the definition of what a crime is. Because you got to remember that they, they knew. People. They accepted that they weren't living in ideal circumstances, so they didn't even try to pretend that they were. They didn't try to adhere to right. unattainable ideals in a scenario where you don't really have the luxury right. of they playing that sort of game. they had a long-term goal. They were willing to make short-term sacrifices. Yes, and sadly it didn't work out in the end because... The difference is, in, in, in the rest of the other societies, we've been less willing to make short-term sacrifices for long-term goals. The ideal is that if you can truly bring about the utopia, then you should be able to do it in a way that doesn't needlessly harm people well, along the way. The ends do not justify the means. Well, sometimes they do, but obviously in the case of the Soviet Union, they did not make it there before the country dissolved, sadly. The country was always able to dissolve like that at any time. That could have happened 20 years sooner. It could have happened 20 years later. That happening was essentially the goal of the Soviet Union, was eventually to dissolve the government. That's why they had the ability to secede, unlike in America, where we fought a civil war and decided that there is no uh, secession. But sadly, what wound up happening is they regressed back fully to the capitalist stage that they never had to begin with because um, as much as they were able to solve material issues, you know, feed the hungry, clothe the nude, um, house the homeless, and so on and so forth, they still had homeless people, but they were mostly like, like you know, mentally ill and, you know, just would refuse normal housing. And you can't really do much about that. But as much as they could solve material problems, uh, for the first time in Russian history, everyone was eating about as many calories as Americans were at the same time, like 3,200 calories a day, you know, enough to cause a slight obesity epidemic, the famines were no more, that sort of thing. But you couldn't buy Levi's, Pepsi was only for people with nomenclature status, you know. Because there were only so many imported goods to that, go around and, that and was, shit. That was their mistake, though, right there. Is like even letting if you you can't be purist and still have that. They weren't purist. Your, they were pragmat. They yeah, were and that's what I'm saying. You can't be like that and still have that in your in your whole in your system. Well, like the way that okay, so nomenclature worked like this: half of the no, there were three million people. Half of them were party people. So like you know, people in the party, government people or whatever, would get like first dibs. And then the rest were chosen by lottery. 
And I mean, doesn't that make some sense? Like, if you only had three million pairs you're, of genes coming still, into your country, still, how would you how would you parcel them out if you only had limited fucking imports coming in? And you're not the only ones the, limiting them. Pepsi should be available to fucking everyone. It was eventually. Well, what took so long? What took so long? Um, well, for one thing, we had embargoes. Pepsi had to like get special regulations. Another thing is that Soviet money, by design, was pretty much worthless abroad, and so they had to come up with a barter uh, in the 70s. And uh, for anyone who wants to check this out, the YouTuber No Fuckers NFKRZ they traded, they traded submarines for for Pepsi. Yeah, he did a really good video about this, so go look that up if you want more information. But they, no, they didn't just do that. They also traded vodka, uh, Stolichnaya vodka, for uh, Pepsi. Because, you know, they had to have something to give the capitalists in order to justify shipping all that Pepsi overseas to a hostile foreign power. So for a while, Pepsi had a really large navy, technically. Yeah. And for 20, 30 years, Pepsi also had a monopoly on the cola industry in the entire USSR. But, you know, they weren't just denying it to people for the fun of it. Da, 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 da. I will say, though, FDR should have cracked the whip a lot fucking harder after he found out that they were trying to do a coup. Like, he should have done something with exactly. those CEOs. That those yeah. fuckers should have died in prison. Well, no, see, the, the thing is, the consequences of people like that surviving are what caused the situation we're in today. Like, yeah, that's what the, after in F the Soviets F After knew. FDR died, after the huge uh, anti-communist and anti-socialist revolution, it was all started by those same people in those same industries, you know, just huge billion-dollar, million-dollar industries that caused people to be locked up for being that way. They wanted, to f they wanted to lock up and shut the unions up so people would be repressed, so we'd be, be in this shitty, desperate state that we're in now. And accept it. Eat the turd sandwich with gusto. There, I'm not saying they should have fucking killed them, but there should have definitely been restrictions, things put in place that would have made it a lot harder for that kind of shit. For them to gain power and influence, and it really for like things like Citizens United, for them to basically be able to buy government. Like, there should have been restrictions put in place. And yeah. that, that just shows the kind of person the FDR really was. Like, he was only like the way he was because he was beholden to the people who got him in power. Which, in this case, instead of corporations, were socialist unions and communists. They literally bought... They were the ones that got him in power. And they threatened him once he was in office that if they didn't, he didn't represent workers that they would make sure he did not get elected in the next election. Because at that point in time, the socialists, communists, and the unions had enough power, had enough people on their side that they could actually influence elections because the communists and the socialists weren't villainized until during or after World War II, which hadn't happened yet. Yeah. So yeah, FDR did a lot of good, but he was still if if he had been, it just was happenstance. Like he was, he just happened to be sponsored by the right people that helped in, in that enabled him 
and persuaded him to help for the good of the American people. But that they they should have been taken care of in some in some way to where should have been put in prison to where for like the rest Re- of their where lives. Reagan wouldn't have been able wouldn't been a thing and Reaganomics wouldn't have thrived and evolved into what it is today. I mean, you can't deny that there is some level of justice in taking people like that and putting them. Come on, wouldn't you like to see? People ranging from Bernie Madoff to Sheldon Adelson to fucking Jeff Bezos. Wouldn't you like to see them fucking living on a fucking farm in downstate Ohio somewhere? Something else I think is funny is a lot of the people... You okay, man? Yeah, I'm fucked up. Something else I think is funny is a lot of people that are like... Here, drink some water. That are like pro, uh, like restricting government power and whatnot, or are all for like term limits and shit. The thing is, though, like term limits aren't aren't really the problem. I think if a politician <coughs> can get elected by people enough, like that's more power to them. It's it's gerrymandering. It's people being misrepresented, or they're the minority, or. The silent majority not being represented enough is the biggest problem. Not fucking term limits. Like, FDR probably would have served, like, another fucking <coughs> two fucking terms, like, if he hadn't fucking died in office. But because he died, and after that, they he got so... He was president for life. Yeah, they got so scared of someone like that coming into office again and, like, being president for a ridiculous amount of time that they introduced term limits after that. Like, it wasn't because they were afraid of, like, some tyrannical power or something. Like, it was because they were afraid of someone like him, like, doing good for the country for that extended period of time and damaging, you know, their own interests, their own profits. Interesting take. Basically, a true man of the people would be always winning, so they didn't want anyone to always win. Mm-hmm. Something else that those people uh, usually like introduce quite a bit or want to talk about a lot is uh, restricting salaries too, which, in like, which is kind of fucking ridiculous because like, uh, like con- like people in the House of Representatives, I mean, uh, some of them like, yeah, they make they make pretty decent, pretty good for where they live. But if you but if you're in like in your, if you're in the House of Representatives in like New York or California, and you're just going based on your pure government salary, you're not making shit. Right. Like how much does people make? Like a hundred, two hundred thousand a year. That money in California is like the equivalent of someone making like some paper towels. Of like someone making like forty thousand dollars a year in Indiana or something like, or like fifty thousand or something fuck, like that. Right. Fuck is that rule? Hey, out of here. my roll paper towels. I don't know. We will return, everyone.
everyone. Steven is dying right now. He, uh... It's, uh like the great purge. He had a beer purging, too many. Purging the Kulox from his stomach. Poor, poor Steve Adore. He just can't catch a break no more. Goes to the bathroom like a filthy whore. Has to puke up ever more and more. Meanwhile, we have uh, the ever adorable Hamber with us right now. Oh! Say hello, Hamber. Look at that little hello, girl. Oh, isn't she sweet? Isn't she just sweet enough to fucking make everyone love us? Just, you know, cuteness by association. Smash that like button. Click subscribe. Click the bell. Click the join. Come check on our channel every single day of the week. Ten times over. Because, you know what? It's just all in good fun. We've got everything you want. This is the best content right here. Feudal gripes. Because we know that when we bitch, it's not going to achieve anything. But at least it'll make us feel better. And hopefully make you feel better too. Mmm. I love that legal tobacco. Tastes so good. Take a big hit of legal tobacco. Mmm. Well, I imagine that uh, we could do something funiferous. In the meanwhile, play something in the background, maybe commentate on it. If my internet hasn't gone out, which would be hilarious. And not, and also not incredibly unlikely. Indeed, it would seem that it has. Your wait, your internet actually has gone out. Yes. <laughs> so, what we'll do in the meanwhile is just listen to our theme music a little more. We'll just let that play while we uh, sit here. I'll smoke a little more legal tobacco. We'll make some real riveting content for people here. I want to play... We should play uh, that smart, uh, smart news commercial in the fucking background some point in time. Just to show I want people to, I want more people to know about this fucking, this thing, this creepy fucking Orwellian smart news commercial that, that I saw, that we saw. Yeah, smart news is like this fucking app that we saw smart this commercial news. for. And smart it said, news. like, the only news source you'll ever need, and it had this, like, Smart news. I used to watch slider. news that only I wanted to watch, but now, smart news. 
news. Smart news watches it for me. Smart, Smart news, news tells me what to think what I need to know. and where to find out what to think and how to think it. Like this is a, this is only a slight exaggeration of how this commercial was. People, like I need you. Like we need you to understand. Like that. that, that it, it's like a, it was. It reminded me of like a shitty like. Mad TV sketch or an SNL sketch where like they weren't even like trying to be subtle. It was just blatant, like blatant trying to convince you that it was obviously like brainwashed, fucking like insane Orwellian fucking bullshit. And the thing is, it was actually real. Like it wasn't like it wasn't sat. This isn't satire. Like this shit is like almost completely. Like, how we were portraying it was almost, like, completely accurate. Almost, like, very, very little exaggeration. Cartoonishly accurate, if that makes sense. And I think it does. You know, the thing about ads like that is I have to wonder if they aren't counterproductive. You know what I mean? It's sort of like... I've seen so many ads that I feel made me less likely to buy the product or, you know, use the service being advertised than I would have been without the ad. Has that ever happened to you, puke boy? Have you ever seen an ad that actually made you less likely to buy whatever the fuck it was that it was advertising? Most of the time. Most of the time? Most ads are so stupid that they make me less likely to like them the organization. I think they're, they're insulting and retarded. Do you think they're artful? Not really. Most of them, no. Some of them, yes. One of the best classes I ever took in college was the Semiotics of Advertising, which was this course where we adver or we studied advertising from the point of view of uh, both symbology and from just sort of like uh, an art point of view, and uh, that was a very interesting and eye-opening experience for you me know, personally. You know, honestly, like, just seeing the amount of effort or lack thereof that goes into advertising made me really regret not going to college for some marketing degree or some advertising degree. Because, like, I, I you would think it would, it would take some creativity, but these people, they just go into these industries and, like, these ads are just so fucking lame so uncreative like these just it's like these people go into it and they and they literally like what causes it is they it's almost that they just see it as a job and it just saps their creativity like they don't enjoy ma making funny things or or coming up with creative things it just it literally becomes a job which makes it boring and makes their ads fucking stupid and uninspiring well, like some some do enjoy making creative yeah there's like, obviously there's some like that you know true but, art can be an advertisement vice versa but but most of it is just just uninspiring like slop that like anyone could have literally come up with and these in these people and the thing is like i Finding out how much these people with the, in these jobs and like these marketing jobs make, it's fucking crazy. Like they make shit tons, like six fucking figures. 
whore. To, to come up, yeah, to come up with this fucking horse shit. And I was like, God fucking damn, like, if, yeah, that, it's such, that's a, one of those things that, like, like, most people could do. But, like, it's just a restriction based on, econ like, economic fucking stability. It's a very nerve-wracking thing when you think about it. Because, you know, I would say half the people in marketing are just like blood-sucking leeches, and the other half would much rather be plying their trade or like creating art for pretty much any other purpose except that. Yeah, and they but do. And, and, and it's like with uh, like lawyers and people go into like law and shit. Like they do that. They do it like to go into like large firms. One, yeah. they do it because it's like financial yeah. stability. Andrew Yang yeah. even talked about like what he did for a while. Like he went into like he went to a, like yeah. some big law firm or some shit and hated it. But like yeah. did it for a while. Sold his soul, sucked his, drained his life away in order to, so he could save up money to do what he really wanted, which is to be an entrepreneur. Like, every, all this shit, people make all these sacrifices because of money. They do these, they compromise with these shitty jobs because of money. Is he okay? Is he, like, still awake? I don't know. Yeah. Are you gonna come back, or are you laying down? Mm. Alright, well, let's leave him alone. Let him do whatever. Us bothering him is not going to help anything. I guess. That's fine by me. You have my permission to laze about, I, I suppose. That, and that's, that, that right there is something that like, uh, like socialism in UBI is going to be able to solve. Is people being enslaved by people being enslaved because they don't have enough money people taking jobs they don't want to take because they need to make money people going to college for fucking business degrees because that's the that's the way to make money even though business degrees like it it that that doesn't make them doesn't make the most creative minds like you know it just it's because well, it's, this is the this is the most lucrative field, and and also one of the most easiest fields to get into. So I'm gonna go with a fucking business degree. Like, well, uh, uh, how many pe how many people have we lost? How many like how much progress have we lost because of like desperation and people having like the lack of like funds or income. You can't even. You. I mean, I'm not asking for an actual number because it's impossible. I'm just throwing it out there as like just some as something to think about. Like, how many ruined lives and broken dreams has yeah. the necessity of taking a business degree caused? I mean, just. And that's just that's just focusing on like the pure progress of society in general. I mean, just think of how many people are just in in general like unhappy or miserable because they have to like do a job that they fucking hate or something like. 
how many relationships have been ruined because of that. How many fucking, like, how many marriages have been ruined and gotten a divorce because of, like, job complications. Because, like, you know, the husband or the wife has to work a ridiculous amount of hours. If you, I mean, you take a combination of, like, socialism and the implementation of implement implementation of uh, the originally libertarian proposed uh, solution of UBI, and it would just it would solve so many fucking problems. Well, people 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 would people would be would be able to work like. Like, like ridiculously less hours. Like talking like two or three days a week, as opposed to like five days a week for forty fucking hours. Like especially at our production numbers now, and the ever increasing rate that automation is, in, like, and also the 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 compensation that companies are taking that in in order to like restrict automation because right now hiring people to do the job is still like a little bit cheaper than than hiring than like paying for machines to do it even though in the long run it would be less expensive they're just like pushing it off until the exact limit at which it would be absolutely more profitable to fire this min amount of people in order to like build pay or buy a machine that would do the same fucking job like just like the absolute, like these micro calculations on what's more profitable, and how, and what, and the amount of time, like the 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 amount of money, and the amount of like the amount of just like distress it's causing on the U.S. and the world population in general. All these micro, these stupid micro calculations, like well, we need to absolutely maximize this. We can't you know, hire a machine to do this until this exact limit, and then, but then at the same time also, like, still pay people shitty, yep. even though, even though, like, production is at, like, higher than it's ever fucking been and more fucking efficient, or making higher profits because we're having to pay less people, but we're still paying, we're paying people less and less, and giving them shittier and shittier benefits every fucking year, like, Yep, there's well, and and they disguise it by saying that there's just not enough money to go around. Like they make yeah. it sound like the country's I, broke I, or some I, shit. I'm, the thing is, I'm but coming, we're richer I'm, than ever. Yeah, and I and this is from a personal experience. I worked for five, not just five years. I if you include the two different jobs I had, I worked seven years in the manufacturing industry, like within logist like logistical industry and also production manufacturing. And it's literally like coming from experience. This is what they tell us. Like, well, we just there's just not enough money to go around. Like, we're we're doing the best we can to afford this, even though things are getting shittier every fucking year. Like, every every two to three years, we're making things harder to get. We're making we're making you pay more for health care, and we're making it harder and harder to get a gain. Um, seniority and get and, and also gain a fucking top out pay you know it's it's fucking ridiculous and we, in in they, they they treat it they treat you like children like you see machines all around you like taking taking thing, jobs that would normally be like done by people and doing it more efficiently and yet your pay isn't increasing at all 
Like, it's incrementally increasing, but not enough to keep up relatively with inflation. No, it's just sort of understood that the owners of the factories and people who are, like, uh, lucky enough to be born rich are the sole benefactors of all this automation. And the only way that you might benefit is through, like, a slightly cheaper pair of shoes or some stupid shit like that. But yeah. sure as fuck well, don't accept... In, in, these industries, in these industries right now hold so much fucking power that even the unions can't stand against them. I, like, when yeah. I... The factory... Well, the unions are left. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. The unions are so underpowered right now. Like, the factory that I worked in, I, I straight up, I sent an email to the unions to try and recruit inside the factory, and I never heard back from them. And the main excuse I got was because... They, they told me that the factory that I worked at would have would have rather shut down completely, fired literally everyone, but probably like upper management because they could afford to sell their houses and move, unlike everyone else. But outside of upper management, fire everyone and move to another state or another area in order to avoid a, a unionization inside the factory. That that's how empowered they are. They can afford. They would literally do be able literally do that, then pay their workers more and enable a union to infiltrate the factory and and, and enable them to have the ability of like actual organized strikes. Like they tell you in there, yeah, it's not illegal to strike, but the organization isn't there because there's no like meetings. There's no there's no like if you're in a non-unionized factory. There's no local fucking place to go to. There's no leadership to go to for that organization. Like, it's all every man for himself. Like, you hear people talking, but there's no one... Hardly anyone is as, like, a central organized, like, place to go to to, do, to delegate these tasks, to organize against the factory. And so they would literally, like, rather than let that happen, they would rather fire everyone, ruin all these people's lives, and move somewhere else and hire cheap labor somewhere else where they wouldn't have to unionize. Some other more desperate part of the state, or desperate state in general. Yep, like, uh, you know, paying too many taxes in Michigan or Indiana, or having to pay too many benefits wherever. Move your factory to Tennessee or Alabama or some other third world country. And then you can just get Third away with... Third world state, yeah. Doing okay back there, Steve? Hmm. Did he say he's going to pass out? I think he's close to it. Is that a yes? Oh, unfortunately, that's what excessive alcohol consumption does, ladies and gentlemen. Know your limits and know how to pace yourself. Know your limits and surpass them, even though you know better. Wise words from a less than wise man. More of a wise guy than a wise man, if you know what I'm saying. But oh, me oh my! See, what's great about this shot right here 
is that it looks like we're looking at each other, but we are actually on uh, completely different sides of the room, looking in totally opposite directions. He's uh, he's being a sassy little uh, bitch with his back turned on me right now. Yes, my back is turned to him, and yet on screen we are looking right at each other. We're aren't face we? to face. Look, yep. Hey there. Oh God. Nerd. Live, live long and prosper. Nerd. What do you hope to achieve with futile gripes? I don't know, man. It's something to do, even if it doesn't become anything. It's something to put time and creativity into, to talk about shit. Something we already do, but at least we're broadcasting it, and, you know, there's some some minute chance that it might become remotely successful. If anything, maybe even, like, a little bit of excess income. If that. Like, I don't know. It's something to do. Yeah, at the very least... It we gives all, we us already, an outlet to get rid of our negative thoughts, express them. Yeah, we already we, debate about this shit when the camera's not rolling. I mean, and I think might our as well milk the gold. Yeah, I think, and I think our, I, th I like to think our conversations are interesting enough, interesting enough to like, you know, at least broadcast a little bit. Yeah, in my experience, like, not a lot of people talk about this shit. Maybe we'll get some weird niche audience that is willing to, you know, dive into the shit with us, like, if anything, who knows? Who knows? It's not mean, like we all have much to lose anyway, so. I mean, we're all sort of screaming into the void of life. We, and we're all. all victims of the greatest recession since the Great Depression, so it's not like we have a whole lot to lose anyway. We're, you know... Yeah, exactly. A whole generation of millennials who were cynics by the time they were, like, 12 years old. Student loan rates, rates had already increased by, like, 300 fucking percent or something insane like that. And yet we're still getting scammed into going to, into college. Like, remember, remember in our high school we had some, like, literal college that, like, probably wasn't going to even be accredited by next year. They, like, around us, rounded was us up. Was it a certain college? I'm not going to say oh, their name. Surrounded around business? Uh, I was going to say centered around culinary arts. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that one. I remember another one around business. But it, they rounded, they, like, gathered us around in the library and had this college there. And we're like, and it, the principal was even there. And they had this fucking college there, getting, uh, trying to get people to sign up to go to this fucking college. And I remember people in my group, like, that fucking day, signing up to go to college, to that specific college. And they were like, they weren't guaranteeing you a job, because technically that was illegal, but they were doing everything but telling you that you were guaranteed to get a job after they graduated that, graduated that college. Some straight up fucking just 
the school desperate for money, and so that I guarantee they probably fucking accepted money from this scam college to get these recruits in there to where they would like gain all this money from acquiring these students that would like get like that would garner so much student debt and loan interest that would be worth it. Like even if they got like two or three people to sign up, it would be worth it. That fucking day. Taking advantage of these 18-year-olds that didn't know what the fuck they wanted to do with their lives. Not unlike military recruiters. Yeah, no, it, it, very similar. Very fucking similar. What school was it? Fuck it, let's go ahead and name them and shame them. I think it was like United Business College or some shit like that. Because the one I was thinking of was... Uh, uh, or like or, Universal or, Business College, some stupid fucking shitty university. It that definitely like, sounds like a fly-by-night. Yeah, it was like something that was like a lower tier than fucking Ivy Tech, which is like if you're below Ivy Tech, then you're not a real fucking university. Well, Ivy Tech is actually legitimate, at least in terms of being. Yeah, a real that's that's the thing. College. It's it's one of the cheapest universities, and it's actually legi legitimate. So if you're below fucking Ivy Tech. Like, you're pretty much not a real fucking university. You know, you're definitely not. You're either... Well, you're usually some sort of unaccredited scam, or you're some sort of yeah. for-profit shit. No, like my, 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 sister, my sister got scammed into an unaccredited culinary university. Which one? I, I don't know exactly. I, I just know that, like, she went there for, like, a certain period of time and then couldn't finish because they were unaccredited, and I'm pretty sure they're not accredited to this day. And my mom was also a victim of, uh, of fucking, of another unaccredited university. She went there for, like, a medical assistant job, and th then it turned out her, her, she went there and her degree was worth nothing, and she was still gonna have to take, pay, pay to take a certification test. So basically, she could have taken that certification test without that degree and gotten the job, med gotten a medical assistant job, which is like doesn't pay shit. Medical assistants get paid like, you know, less than LPNs, and LPNs don't get paid shit these days. Like a fucking, I don't know, like a a fucking ten to like maybe maximum fifteen dollar an hour job that she went to a. School for that she could have just studied for online and taken a certification test for. From you know, the people very beginning. people who work skilled jobs think that they're so far above the common everyman who works in the factory or whatever. But that's just more divide and conquer tactics, because you know, in reality, we are all in the same boat with one another. Um, anyone who isn't basically a millionaire, like not even top one percent. Anyone who isn't like top 0.1% is effectively a prol together. All of us are serving the real centers of capital in society. Well, even and that shows in how hardly, yeah. not hardly, but in how hard, how, how deeply fucked even people who do skilled labor, like the type that you're describing, are. Yeah. How on the hook they are. Well, skilled, how by the balls. Skilled labor. Someone with a lot of money has. Skilled labor isn't even really off the hook because, like. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know. I was just uh, I'm more reiterating your point. 
but uh, how like, dare you? Yeah, I know. Right? But uh, yeah, no, because even even people uh, like that who make like who break into the six figures or almost six figures, that's that income is still limited to the state that you live in. Like if you live in some midwestern state, yeah, six figures is more than enough to thrive on. You can do pretty much whatever you want if you made six figures and lived in fucking Iowa or some shit. But like if you go to New York or California, you're fucking barely middle class making six making breaking just barely into six figures. Like I'm sure there are some situations where someone with a literal six figure income has a borderline poverty lifestyle by American standards. Yeah, if you live in a certain city in a in a certain state, like say New York or fucking Cal or California, if you live in certain cities in those in those two states, yeah, if you're if you're barely into six figures, then you're unless you're very like very conservative with your spending, then yeah, you're you're not you're not living a very wealthy or luxurious lifestyle. Yep, because you're spending, you know, if you're renting a house, you're spending tens of thousands of dollars a year on rent. Yeah, if, if you're, you're paying, owning a home, you, 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 may, you pay, you, you're paying living, a mortgage. You're living in a, in a nice city in fucking, like, New York or California, like, San Francisco or L.A. or some shit. You're yeah. paying, like, two to three thousand dollars a month for a fucking condo. Yep, or like a yeah. small bungalow. All or of something. a sudden, that 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 six figures you're making doesn't really mean shit. No, it's erased. It's basically erased. And that's before you even consider like more expensive goods and shit like that. Yeah. Groceries and so on. Gas. Yeah. Gas, groceries, which is which, all of which are more expensive in those cities, especially groceries. The amount of gas you waste getting stuck in traffic in the congested cities. The amount of time you have to spend doing all that shit. Like if you literally, like, I remember reading this this piece, this little like article written by Warren Buffett, saying like if you're at the status that he's at, like a millionaire, it's literally it will literally save you more money to hire people to do all these menial tasks for you because you can spend more time making money, like doing investing in capital, than to focus on making your own food or buying your own groceries. It's cheaper for these fucking multi-millionaires or billionaires to hire people to do all this stuff for them than is to do that themselves. Like, that's how just beyond they are, like, in terms of status oh, and, it, and capital. It, don't you realize that's a good thing, because that means they're job creators. Yeah, you... They're giving th peons they're, they're meaning a, They're a creator of the gig economy, which doesn't make shit, as we've seen. They're like the, some worthless the, the or the piece only, of shit meaning. The only state that's even made any strides toward the gig economy is California. They finally enabled a law that basically considered people who worked in, like, Ubers and those grocery apps and, like, Lyft and all that shit. They made laws that considered them actual workers instead of these shitty private contractor jobs that allowed them to screw them out of rights and pay. 
the dog looks out, you can go around. Yeah, I was gonna do that. Yeah, it really is incredible how, under the American capitalist system, you are basically hook, line, and sinker fucked. I'm gonna go piss, by the way. I'll be back soon. And there's really no way out of it. You know, when they when they talk about a dictatorship of the bourgeoisie, that's what they're talking about. You know, in other countries, the people say we're authoritarian. They may or may not have been in different ways. You know, it's it's difficult to say that our seemingly free society isn't equally restrictive, just in different ways. You know, it's still enforced at gunpoint, especially if you, uh, you know, espouse the wrong viewpoints or, you know, this, that, the other thing. But, um, it's also enforced with the almighty dollar, and it's enforced by a very select few lucky individuals who have been bestowed with a lot of those uh, uh, almighty dollars and who have pretty much uh, bought everything including you and uh, own pretty much everything including you. Your soul is literally a wholly owned commodity of like Disney or some other giant corporation, Starbucks, you know, um, fucking Bob Iger and Howard Schultz are gonna fucking take turns feasting on your fucking nuts in hell because they own your soul. So, you know, you may be free, you may have your rights, but uh, don't think that you're really free from, uh, from influence, and that still matters. Regardless of what idealists may tell you, that still matters a lot. I think it's hard to argue otherwise. Am I right or am I right? Uh, sure. That's what I thought. What were you right about, apparently? All of it. All of it. <laughs>